encouraging, inspiring, and empowering mothers on their parenting journey. Welcome to the Oh Baby podcast. Being a mum can be overwhelming and unrelenting, we know. Each episode, we'll be bringing you the top tips, advice, and words of wisdom from experts and industry leaders to help you navigate your own path. It's the information you can trust. Mama, you got this. Welcome to the Oh Baby podcast, and we're also on YouTube. I'm Angela Peterson, founder of Oh Baby, and today I get to welcome back Gina Ehrlich, clinical nutritionist and founder of Nourish Baby Food, as we talk about preconception nutrition and planning. Welcome, Gina. Thank you. Thanks for having me back again. (laughs) So good to have you back. And we're going to be making this reasonably regular. (laughs) We say tentatively. We'll definitely be seeing you back, that's for sure. (laughs) So while I know Nourish is a baby food range and that you found that, you also specialize in women's health and nutrition, right? So, um, So tell me about that. Yeah, so I started my career in nursing and spent um, over 10 years working in the Mother Mother's Hospital in South Brisbane and kind of bounced between maternity and a gynae oncology ward. And it was probably during that time working on the gynae oncology ward that it sparked a huge interest in women's health for me and more so preventative medicine. Um, So from there, I went and did a Bachelor of Health Science in Nutritional Medicine and have developed I think through my own journey it's a woman and a, and a mum and then also um, a kind of a niche and clinic I've just specialized in women's health and been like a sponge to all things women's health and that's really where we specialize and focus our attention on through our clinical consultations that we still run now. That's so good that's so good um, having gone through sort of you know female issues and stuff PCOS and that kind of thing um, and actually going through it in a natural way um, because my specialist had recommended just just drugs and drugs and drugs and I just wasn't interested in that. Um, I just so appreciate, you know, getting our bodies to do what they are supposed to be doing in a natural way with natural, you know, with, with you know, the food and nutrition that we have. So, mm. it's so awesome. I had a similar, similar experience where I was also diagnosed with PCOS and was just told to be put on a drug and I probably wouldn't be able to have babies. And I left thinking, oh my goodness, and had no treatment of how I can support my health. And then I just dove into it and came out the other side I've got four kids and I completely manage it but I think it's so empowering for women to understand that these symptoms that we present with are messages from our body telling us that there's something that needs to change and I think the big light bulb moment for me was when I was working in the gynae oncology ward and these women that had like end stage cancers and things like that actually didn't recognize that the symptoms they were presenting with 10 years 20 years ago that they were actually something that they could have worked on earlier on and may not have been in the position that they were in. So I think for us to really understand about our own bodies and and what our bodies are telling us and then work back from that, unpack that and um, not really just mask it with a drug or um, 
be popped on the pill either. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I was described. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'll just put you on the pill. I'm like, no, because yeah. I become not a nice person on the pill. <laughs> I tried that. And it literally just shuts down everything as well. Like there's definitely a place for it is warranted in some circumstances, but a lot of the time it's just masking and shutting down our reproductive system. And uh, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And yeah, I think it's like root cause let's deal with that let's actually get your body doing what it's supposed to do but it also means that you start to become really aware of your body and so you know what's normal and what's not like you know i understand pms now and i'm like oh i know where i am in my cycle i know fitness wise you know when i'm exercising where i'm at in my cycle <laughs> depending on my energy levels and yeah, it's so fascinating. Like even that's just a whole nother conversation, you know, our cycles yeah. and yeah, yeah, um, I love it. We're, and we're so lucky to as females to have that kind of like a barometer for our health to have that insight into where we're at in our cycle. Like men don't get that information. So once we understand it, we can use it to our advantage for sure. Absolutely. So yeah. good. Yeah. Okay. So, we digress. <laughs> we, I know, we could talk about this for a long time. This is like, I, it's like my little happy place, this one. Anyway, um, so prepping for baby. How long to start prepping for baby? What does that look like? Yeah, so we, we love doing preconception plans in clinic. It means that we can really build the foundations before a woman falls pregnant. So both females and males bring 50% of the genetic material into making a baby. So we would love to see both mum and dad to be to come into those consults. And ideally three to four months prior to conception is like a window of opportunity where we can really influence the quality of our sperm and egg health. Yeah, interesting. Mm. So yeah. why is that important? So <laughs> if we think about that three months prior to conception, what's happening in that time frame? prior to falling pregnant is going to influence the health of our, our baby to be. So we know that men make new sperm all the way from stem cell to a mature sperm. It takes three to four months. And for a female, that cycle of the egg is also three months. So that time frame where the sperm and egg are developing is a time frame where we can influence the quality of it. Um, and I always think it's a vulnerable time as well. So if we're not putting all the good things and we're putting in a lot of like alcohol or um, stress or not enough nutrients, it's also a vulnerable time where we can negatively impact the chances of conceiving in that pregnancy as well. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. So yeah. what are important nutrients we should be having and, you know, what foods do we find them in? Like, what are we looking for? Yeah, yeah. So... If we, maybe if we start with Ben, um, so when we're looking at male sperm health, I always like to remind men that they've only got that short window, three to four months, where they can have a huge impact on the future of, their, of the health of their next baby. So women obviously have to go through pregnancy and postpartum as well, but men just have this small opportunity where they can have a huge impact and really try to remind them that it's that short time frame when they can do their job and then they're off the hook, they're done. Oh. So <laughs> um, for men, we're really looking at their metabolic health, so are they a healthy weight range? Are they fit and healthy? That metabolic health can transfer onto their future baby. So if we see things like obesity, um, if there's drugs, alcohol, smoking, all these things can predispose a baby to then develop other like health conditions later in life or through childhood. So mm -hmm. first and foremost, 
trying to filter out any kind of toxins or anything that may damage sperm. And whilst men um, like to think that their sperm are very strong and mighty, they're actually very delicate things um, and need a lot of TLC. So definitely reducing exposure to toxins, pesticides, um, loads of alcohol, caffeine, stress, things like that, and then putting all the good things in. So we know that sperm needs lots of antioxidants. So things like our bright, colorful fruit and vegetables. Um, we have supplements that we use in clinic that are high in things like zinc and vitamin C, selenium, um, vitamin E, all these nutrients that positively impact sperm. So there's been some really great um, studies and research done on specific supplements like L-carnitine and CoQ10 and all those other nutrients that I've mentioned that increase the motility, the morphology and um, the quantity of sperm as well. So Whilst they're vulnerable, there's also that opportunity where we can have a huge impact on creating really good, healthy, strong sperm, which then creates healthy babies as well. Yeah. Yeah. And so then females are a lot more complicated and um, definitely we've got that window of opportunity where we can influence the health of an egg, but then also we want to make sure that that, that female can then support that healthy pregnancy and then into postpartum as well. So a little bit more work and I think we're a little bit more complicated. We have reproductive cycles that need to be at the right stage and time as well to then conceive and hold a pregnancy. Yeah. So with females, we're looking again, that same kind of time frame, um, that three months prior to conception where we can impact the quality of an egg. Mm -hmm. um, and, but then we need to really unpack all the other things that are happening within a women's cycle. So one, does she have a regular cycle? Is she ovulating? Is she getting a surge of progesterone in the second half of her cycle? And then maintaining that progesterone to hold and nourish a pregnancy um, all these kind of things that really influence um, hold, like being able to get pregnant, but then also holding and nourishing that pregnancy as well. Mm. So specifically for mums to be, we're looking at some really key nutrients that support that methylation cycle. So things like folinic acid, um, iodine, choline. Choline's probably one of the most important nutrients and often gets forgotten about. It's so important for for neurological development of a fetus and, and a baby, but then also um, that whole methylation cycle where we, we always hear about folic acid and folinic acid being like, you have to have that in iodine, but choline is equally as important and often gets forgotten about. So definitely um, if you're not getting things like eggs or red meats and things through your diet, then I would recommend supplementing because I think it's like, maybe 50% of women entering pregnancy are deficient in choline. Um, so definitely a nutrient to be aware of and to make sure that you're getting into diet. I, I don't think I've actually ever heard of it. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> not a good sign. Hopefully I had that when I had my my kiddos. So what do you, where, where do you get that from? Where do you get that from? Yeah, so we get choline from egg yolk. So choline is a B vitamin. Um, you get it from egg yolk. So if you're eating eggs, then likely you're getting it through your diet. Um, but we do know that there are an increasing number of women on plant-based diets these days as well. And so if they're on a full vegan diet or a plant-based diet and they're not eating eggs or, um, or meat as well, then likely that they're not getting choline through the diet unless they're supplementing. Oh, wow. I mm. actually... Um... I started doing keto in 21, end of 21, yeah. um, but only good fats, not bad fats. And anyway, uh, up until 2021, 
Um, I hadn't eaten egg for like 25 years. Mm. Yeah. Crazy. So I, I definitely won't have had egg in my diet, but I might've been taking B supplements. So. So you may have had it in there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, and then if we think about like a, a female's, an egg itself, it's like the biggest cell in the body. So that cell needs a nice lipid layer around the outside so that a sperm can get in there as well for conception. So we want to make sure that a female is getting lots of omega-3s because that lipid layer on the outside is what's going to help with that conception phase as well. So EPA, DHA, either in a supplement or through the diet as well um, is really beneficial for females. Um, when we're kind of looking at that preconception phase, we're really looking at what things may be disrupting or um, making sure that a female is having a regular cycle and, um, and and is ovulating is really important. A lot of the time we see women who perhaps have been trying for a long time and, and really don't understand when they're ovulating as well. So a lot of education around ovulation and what signs to look for um, and then really understanding what may be impacting ovulation as well so if we think of the brain like the hypothalamus in the brain is constantly asking 24 7 am i safe and that feedback goes down to the ovaries and if there's any kind of stress or malnourishment if we're cutting out a food group that feedback down to the ovaries is going to say it's not a safe time to reproduce i'm missing a food group that's we're going into a famine or i'm highly stressed it's not a safe time to reproduce so we want to make sure that a female's nervous system is also really supported and um, she's feeling really calm and relaxed as well which is so important wow. and something that i think we kind of underestimate often as well on how much the impact that stress can have on fertility and and, and falling pregnant so yeah. massive, massive. Mm. so um <laughs> just yeah it makes you think gosh when you know you do fall pregnant there's just <laughs> that that wasn't a fluke <laughs> there's so much that goes you know into that and um, it's an absolute miracle when you think about it <laughs> like you think about it really is. all this like you think about I like to use the example like our DNA is like stored in a, a bookshelf and each like say there's 23 books in there and each book represents a chromosome and all the recipes inside those books come together to then meet a sperm who has the same amount of chromosomes which creates a baby like it's absolutely amazing and then all these things that have to align at the right time in terms of ovulation and and making it a viable pregnancy it's it is amazing that it happens sometimes so effortlessly as well yeah amazing so so there's kind of um um external factors you know uh what you're allowing in terms of the stress in your life um making changes around the stress in your life so that you're reducing it so this is in that three month window leading up to you know maybe starting to think about you know making a family um you're maybe practicing better sleep hygiene and better sleeping habits you're reducing and or eliminating alcohol you're taking um, potentially some supplements or just, you know, in, increasing, you know, the good stuff in your diet so that you're in the in the right space to be having a baby so that you're providing this baby with all the good stuff. Um, what if it's taking a while to get pregnant? What can be, what other things can be impacting fertility? Yeah. And 
we have to look at both partners. We have to really understand what's happening with male sperm health or is like the motility, morphology and um, the count there. Like that's an equally important part. A lot of the time the focus is put on women, but we know that men are bringing 50% of that genetic material. So definitely understanding what's happening and getting some testing done if, if mm -hmm. someone is struggling to fall pregnant. Um, and then for females, really unpacking, are there underlying female reproductive conditions there? Is there something like polycystic ovaries or endometriosis? Um, is ovulation happening and or progesterone's not surging for long enough where that pregnancy has been held? Like just really unpacking all these things that could be interfering with, with a couple falling pregnant. Mm. Um, a lot of the time, because females are a little bit more complicated and there's a lot more going on in terms of um, a healthy reproductive cycle. It's a lot of emphasis on um, ensuring that there is ovulation happening each month and that it is a healthy ovulation. Testing hormones is so important as well. Making sure that uterine lining is thick enough for implantation. Um, making sure that um, progesterone is there long enough to hold and nourish that pregnancy. Um, all these kind of factors that we really want to understand prior. The thyroid health is another huge one. Um, so all these things that um, are so important for a healthy pregnancy, but regardless if you're falling pregnant or not, so important for us to understand about our own health and well-being as well. Yeah, yeah. What about um, totally out of my thought process, but... Um like ovulation apps like is it handy to have so that you're you're starting to understand your cycle like I've got a Fitbit and I put in when I have you know it's got a period tracker and stuff like yeah. that and it'll tell me my ovulation window like are those sort of things helpful for us to be in that right kind of frame <laughs> yeah they can be um but I would really recommend really understanding your own body signs and symptoms alongside that as well. So sometimes an app will tell you that you're ovulating on day 14 of your cycle, but you've got a longer cycle and you don't ovulate till day 17 or something like that. So if you're thinking you're ovulating on day 14 and you're trying, and then you miss that window when you're actually fertile in a week's time, um, it can be a little bit misleading. What yeah. we like to do is um, testing women's um, temperature first thing in the morning, and that gives us the best indication of that ovulation has occurred and that that progesterone has surged in the second half of the cycle as well. Yeah. So it can be quite labor-intensive testing your um, temperature first thing in the morning, but when you're trying to conceive a baby, um, there's very, uh, very, what's the word I'm trying to think of? I can't remember the thing of the word I was trying to think of, but um, clients that are really um, conscious and doing everything that they can to conceive as well, so willing to put in a little bit more effort. Yeah. Um, so testing your temperature first thing in the morning tests your, tests your basal body temperature, and that basal body temperature rises when we ovulate, and if that temperature stays at that rhythm point for the second half of the cycle, that also tells us that that progesterone has maintained and can go into a pregnancy if we see a surge in temperature which tells us that ovulation has taken place alongside um, all the ovulation signs and symptoms but then it drops off that may be telling us that that progesterone's dropped off as well and that's why a female isn't falling pregnant 
or if that basal body temperature is sitting really low, then we might unpack, is there something happening with the thyroid? So it can give us so much information about our health, just testing that basal body temperature first thing in the morning before we get out of bed. Mm. Um, and yeah, valuable information. Yeah, yeah. I we I did that for a long time. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, it is very, yeah, you know exactly where you are in your cycle because you, you're, your temperature's gone to 37 kind of in that once yeah. ovulated and you know that okay this is it <laughs> yeah. yeah um um so with the just going back to the apps though I just think about my my particular one and I end up putting in my my actual period dates and over time it actually ends up telling me you know how long my actual cycle is based on the previous you know so, yeah. so having more data so tracking it from you know now and you know until you're ready to have a baby might provide more information and and it, doing the the basal you know the temperature situation yeah. as well as looking at it on your cycle you can see how accurate it is as well um, yeah definitely definitely using it alongside like don't let it be it's the only thing but definitely using it alongside like there's no much no more valuable information than what your own body's giving you so if you're noticing that you're got that egg white discharge which is like a stretchy egg white raw egg white discharge that's the best sign that tells us that we are ovulating and then we're in that fertile window. And if that lines up with your app, then you've got all the ticks to say this is your time to shine. <laughs> but, um, definitely so, using it along. Really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. So good. Okay. So yeah. Okay. That's interesting. So if, so if we're seeing that, you know, we're, we're not, some you know like our temperature's not changing or it's not doing that sort of thing then it's time to maybe come and see you or your doctor or start yeah getting some products recommended changing diet like all of those kind of things yeah yeah and that's when testing can become really valuable as well just doing a blood test um finding out some baseline nutrients some baseline hormones um testing at the right time in your cycle as well um and then also sperm testing as well and make, just ruling out anything that could be the underlying factor yeah so male preconception what can that look like for the guys in terms of what they're eating I know you kind of said it before but like just practical foods like yeah like blueberries or <laughs> yeah yeah what is yeah. That? yeah yeah so for men it's antioxidants so your bright colorful fruits and vegetables um okay. which we really want to get in but then also we're wanting to make sure that macronutrients are hit as well so really sensible whole foods diet so making sure that there's protein that there's healthy fats and then there's carbohydrates, like gentle carbohydrates, that's also providing fiber. So I think it can become very overwhelming and um, all these kind of superfoods out there. But if we just really go back to basics and look at healthy fats, like your omega-3s, salmon, eggs, coconuts, nuts, seeds, all those kind of things that avocados that provide us with all those anti-inflammatory fats. Um, and then also protein, which is providing our cells with lots of energy. It stabilizes our blood sugar levels, supports our metabolic health. Um, and protein may come in the form of like meats, eggs, chicken, fish, pulses, legumes, hummus, all those kind of things. Um, and then your gentle carbohydrates are whole food carbohydrates. 
So things like potatoes, sweet potatoes, root vegetables, carrots, things like that, rice, uh, quinoa, all those kind of things um, that are whole food carbohydrates that are also going to support our blood sugar level. It's not going to plummet it up and then crash us down again. Um, so without overwhelming the whole diet scenario, just really sensible macronutrient whole food diet and then lots of colorful fruits and vegetables which provide all those antioxidants. Yeah, yeah. So if you have changed your diet or you you know you're eliminating some things out of your diet, um, supplements can be a good option. What what sort of supplements should we be taking and you know what 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 sort of ingredients are we looking for in these supplements? Yeah, so there are specific supplements that are designed for either male sperm health, preconception male health or female. Um, for males, we've got one that we love using from Metagenics. Um, it's got tribulus in there. It's got vitamin C. It's got vitamin E. It's got zinc. It's got selenium. So really concentrated antioxidants and all those nutrients that go into supporting sperm health. And they've been backed like the dosage and the ingredients have been backed by evidence and research as well. So we know that specific doses of these ingredients are going to then support motility, morphology, and sperm count as well. Um, also things like CoQ10, which is the powerhouse of your cell. It gives your cell all the energy. Um, that's also really beneficial alongside L-carnitine um, and supporting sperm health, um, motility, and morphology, and count as well. So, oh, so good. Mm. Yeah. And so, and for us ladies, what would we be taking? Yeah. So, um, first, we rule out anything else that's going on. If there is a female reproductive health issue going on, then we'd need to really get on top of that first. Presuming that this woman's going into pregnancy without something like polycystic ovaries or endometriosis so anything like that that we're just going in there to support pregnancy we're looking for a really good pregnancy multivitamin so something that contains active forms of b vitamins so things like folic acid it may look like mthf on your supplement which stands for methyl tetrahydrofolate and that is your active form of folate so folic acid active form um, and that's the easiest form for our body to absorb and utilize and then we want things like choline iodine um, your b vitamins um, zinc like all those really important nutrients that are going in to support not only the health of your egg but then also supporting that early embryo development and fetal development as well and a lot of the time there's so much going on like the creation of all the organs and all these um important structures happening early on in a pregnancy and often before we even know we're pregnant so if we are investing in a preconception phase and we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves in terms of building up nutrient reserves it's much easier to build them up pre-pregnancy than try and play catch up once we already are pregnant as well mm. so I think also iron is incredibly important and one that over 40% of women go into pregnancy deficient in iron and then pregnancy itself is such a huge um, sponge for iron as well. We know that our blood volume almost doubles and trying to play catch up on iron once you're already pregnant is incredibly difficult and such a crucial nutrient for um, brain development and neurological development as well, but then also supporting the flow of oxygen around the body to the fetus and to the mum. So all these crucial <laughs> nutrients that... Um, play such a huge role um but also with this as i said this 
vulnerability window is also the window of opportunity where we can have a huge impact. And I don't know if you've heard the word epigenetics, but it's um, such an interesting area of study where they've um, in, like researched our environment and our genetics and how that interplay of what's in our environment and our diet and our stress, um, anything that we're putting in our body or around our body impacts our genetics. It's, it's absolutely fascinating on how we can influence our genetics as well and then influence the genetics of our future kids. I'm, I'm, I'm currently reading the book by Dr. Peter Attire Outlive. Um, it's he talks about that kind of stuff too. Yeah, fascinating. I love yeah. it. <laughs> I need to um, start doing cold baths, which is kind of freaking me out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm but, not there yet yeah. either, but I'm interested. <laughs> yeah, I'm like okay, let's go. I'm gonna do this. I was thinking maybe I'll like journal or diarize or video it or something. You know, this journey of like doing yeah. what he's saying and outlive. Anyway, totally off topic. Um, I was just thinking as we were talking you know for your first pregnancy this is really really helpful um and, and planning for your first child if i'm i just think about like as you're saying all of this i'm like oh my gosh did i i feel like i was in like pretty good shape for baby number one baby number two i was sleep deprived i was um <laughs> uh, i was low in iron i was you know and i'm just like oh like yeah I don't know yeah. top I think yeah. like you know having the the the, the forewarning I, I guess that's why this sort of podcast is really helpful because anyone who's already got a baby and they really want to have baby number two or no three or four or goodness knows how many your choice go you I know lots mm -hmm. of people with lots of babies it's all good um but um you know actually being mindful enough to say okay well i'm really keen now i need to make some changes when you're in this fog of just stress and life and babies and baby foods and all of the things <laughs> yeah we do know that subsequent pregnancies continue to draw on the mother and that's why we see things like postnatal depression and depletion in mums with subsequent pregnancies as well because you're not only growing that baby for the first time but then second time third time you're running around after other kids as well and and perhaps have gone into that pregnancy depleted from the first um so a lot of the time women stop taking a prenatal or multi, uh, pregnancy vitamin once they've had their baby as well that don't understand that that pre uh postpartum period especially if breastfeeding draws on nutrients more than pregnancy so really making sure that you're taking that pregnancy multivitamin throughout breastfeeding as well or for at least three months postpartum just to support those nutrient reserves and we know that mother nature prioritizes a developing baby and often we see mums left feeling quite depleted and it's becoming more and more spoken about now it's post postnatal depletion in mothers and and actually why we do feel that incredible brain fog or we just struggle with the day-to-day -day and or we do end up with health conditions that have stemmed from a, a deficiency say perhaps iodine in your thyroid or something like that that has left a mum feeling depleted so I also feel like we do the best with what we know so if you have been through a pregnancy and haven't done any of this I've been there as well and we just yep, do, yeah <laughs> we do the best with what we know at the time and um 
And if you are feeling depleted post-pregnancy, then you can definitely support your health in that space, in that phase as well. Yeah, so good. Yeah, mm. like your future self will thank you for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Gosh, um, there's just so much more information that comes out. You know, even when I first started having, you know, kids, um, the information I was getting then even as like the owner of oh baby you know we have experts all the time um mm. but it's it it's not necessarily changed it's been added to so that the picture is much clearer and i mean you know 18 years from now it could be even more clearer <laughs> but um when yeah. we know better we can do better and yeah. um, and i think that some of that um the onus really as as hard as it can be because you know if you're stuck in that fog and that haze or or have like a postnatal depression or whatever that might look like um can be really hard to take ownership of because you're just in survival mode but some of that survival needs to be getting the right supplements so that you're actually positioning yourself to thrive as well yeah and we think it like just listening to you speaking about postnatal depression as well and like I always think of our omega-3s and how important they are in that preconception fertility phase but then also to support throughout all that brain development happening through pregnancy and babies are drawing I think in the third trimester it's about six or seven grams a day from our own stores and if we're not getting that through our diets then babies are drawing on our reserves which is literally sucking from our brains um so <laughs> if we're ending in that in that postpartum period without having any omega-3s throughout pregnancy and really lacking in some of those key nutrients there's no wonder why there's such an incline in postnatal depression and depletion and and I think sometimes getting that help when you're in that phase is seems incredibly difficult as well and it's slowly becoming more and more apparent but then also recognize that it is an area of support and, and much needed support for women as well so yeah so mm. when i when i think okay there are going to be women out there hearing this i i reckon hey ladies get you guys get your partners whoever it is that is your other person listening to this podcast as well because when you're in the thick of this stuff they'll know hey let's go and get your iron levels checked let's go and get this and this and this done or bring in these supplements so that we're looking after you we're doing the wraparound because sometimes in the thick of it mum's just surviving and hey i've got a partner who knows this and is seeing the signs so hey mm. let's just you know supplement up <laughs> or and providing support getting some rest you know but looking after you know your child and and um yeah yeah <laughs> i'm having flashbacks yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> me too it's, it's so it's relatable for a... myself <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah but i think just going back to the fertility picture that it is a time where we can have so much impact on not only the future health of our, our baby to be but then also our own maternal health as well um and regardless it's it's nice motivation to get into the best place of health knowing that you're going into a pregnancy but ideally we should be aiming for that anyway um without the motivation of a baby but um definitely and I always say to people like think how much time and money we put into planning weddings imagine if we put that into preconception health and and, and to that actual health 
ongoing throughout pregnancy and being a mum. Yeah, so, so yeah. So really, you know, we've got this three month getting ready and then it's during pregnancy, but you know, all of that is, is kind of like, okay, this is the three month plan here. This is the nine month plan here. And you know, when we're still in, you know, no baby mode, we can be planning for when baby's here and knowing Mm -hmm. what our game plan is there so that overall we've got a good nutrition and well-being kind of plan to thrive. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. 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 Hey, thank you so much. It's been um, so insightful. And yeah, gosh, listen to this stuff. Do this stuff. I so recommend it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, We actually developed some mini pregnancy or like preconception pregnancy postpartum consult so that it can be a little bit more accessible to people as well because sometimes if we're going into a pregnancy quite healthy, but we just need access to really good quality supplements or um, we just need that kind of high level support and not really unpacking big hormonal conditions that it's a nice way to be able to get access to some good quality supplements as well. So definitely if you're in that kind of preconception phase and looking to um, start or starting to think about having a baby or if you're already there as well, then use those mini consults because it is a really yeah. great way to be able to um, access practitioners. So how do we how do we access this? Where do I go to book in a consult? Yeah, so just on our website, it's www.ginaerlich.co.nz or you can find us on Instagram at gina.erlich as well. And um, our team is ex-nurses, nutritionists, and um, all of us really specialise in women's health. So amazing so good so i know um we we end with the you know what would you uh what was the one thing you swore you'd never do with your kids um but we we've already asked that question been there done that (laughs) what about this is an interesting one i don't know if i've got an answer for this one so i might be putting you on the spot what would you what is one thing that you swore you'd never do as a business owner but um, that you'd never do, but now you do do, or you have done? Um, oh, I don't know. I think as a nutritionist, there were, mm, let me have a think. Like, I think Instagram can really glamorize nutritionists and maybe people think that I don't eat chocolate or ice cream or something like that. <laughs> so um, definitely there's two sides to like very neutral ground in terms of being very realist and, and, um, and not being this pretty picture that Instagram things, but, um, as a business owner, I'm not too sure. I think I'm just really learning the journey as I go. (laughs) I really love that though, that, you know, I'm a nutritionist, but I still eat chocolate. Chocolate's still good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. You're real. Yeah. <laughs> we <Yeah>. love you now. <laughs> yeah. All your photos on Instagram are just so gorgeous. I'm like, oh, oh, thanks. I, can't I think <laughs> Instagram really paints a picture, glamorizes life, really. But I think as a nutritionist as well, that it's like this false sense of you only eat these super healthy foods, superfoods. But I think perfectionism is not the goal here even for fertility as well it's not about being perfect because we have to weigh up how much of a stress is it having on your life as well and and then what's achievable so I think generally it has to be um 
maintainable and sustainable um, health goals, whether it's fertility or just general health that has to be maintainable. So, yeah. Great advice. There you go. That was worth the question. I'll have to think of another one next time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Give me a warning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. I totally had no warning then. Sorry. I <laughs> so, um, GinaErlich.co.nz and also Nourish.co.nz, N-O-R-I-S-H.co.nz yeah. um, for stockists of your range. And can you order online? Yeah, yeah, we do a lot online and we do little bundles where you can save as well. So um, lots of stuff online and then slowly branching out to all the stockists throughout New Zealand too, which is exciting. So mm. good. And um, if you haven't already listened to our podcast with Gina um, on kids nutrition as well, um, just a reminder, this uh, Oh Hey Cutie issue of Oh Baby is on shelves now. Um, you can also check us out on obaby.co.nz on Instagram at obabymagazine and on YouTube, um, youtube.com slash obabymag. So yeah, thank you so much for um, being on thank the you. podcast and um, yeah, we'll chat to you soon. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Obaby podcast. If you've found this episode useful and encouraging, make sure to share it with your village so that more mothers can feel empowered. Head to obaby.co.nz for more from us and don't forget to subscribe. Mama, you got this. Till next time.